Podcasts from the Cat. On today's show, we're talking to an academic, an equine lecturer, and an author all rolled into one very special individual. Somebody who's held several high-ranking jobs in education prior to being appointed Principal and Chief Executive Officer of Rees Heath College in 2018. Today, in the hot seat, we're very pleased to welcome Marcus Clinton. Marcus, welcome to Business Brunch. Hi, Des. So, Marcus, you've enjoyed an extremely diverse and successful career to date. So share with us some of the pivotal moments prior to joining the team at Rees Heath College. Um, yeah, it's, it's certainly been diverse, uh, Des. I mean, even, even before I came into further education, um, I got involved in a all sorts of things, maybe a background uh, equestrian, so I ran, ran a riding school and trekking centre, uh, worked on some, uh, on, on some studs and uh, numerous equestrian establishments all around the country um, with my sort of technical trade. And then uh, amongst all that, got to run a pub um, and was the licensee, which was a fascinating experience, probably some of the hardest work I've ever done in my life with the, the hours that that entailed. Um, and uh, lots of part-time jobs dotted around. Um, so little was in a little chef for a while. I've been a relief postman, plastics factory, all all part of that uh, early development. And then um, then I progressed into FE. So I found further education and joined as a junior lecturer. And uh, I've, I've been on that journey uh, over the last twenty odd years to to becoming a principal. And I mean that's been just fantastic. I've, the amount of things I've been able to do in that uh, time, um, as well as just obviously teaching, but I've, I've, we've, I've run hundreds of small and large equestrian and, and social events. Um, I've been able to create two uh, successful visitor attractions from scratch. Um, it's enabled me to travel the world on numerous study tours and business trips. Um, and being able to say teach hundreds of students and manage at all levels till uh, becoming a principal. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's just been fantastic, really. I'm, I'm very lucky and, uh, as, as you say, very, very diverse range of experience leading up to uh, my current role. It certainly is a diverse range of employment and, and certainly I assume that a lot of those jobs will have helped you in the way you engage with people at such a high level. Oh, I, Definitely, I think um, you've got to be able to have that credibility and have, and have kind of walked the talk and, and lived some of it. And I think one of the things that I'm very passionate about in that we build our students and we install in them those employability skills, those those transferable skills, that they have that work ethic, they have that spring in their step, which um, will set them on a great course for successful life outcomes and be great for em- employers. And I think. I'm passionate about that because I've I've lived it myself and I, I know how important those sort of qualities are. Uh, so it's it's you know it's way beyond just just training students with technical expertise. It's it's all those other attributes as well. I can empathise with that, having had numerous jobs in my early life, and and so helping students focus on where they want to get to is hugely important. Would you say? Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, absolutely. Mustn't lose sight of those end outcomes and giving them every chance um, to succeed and helping them understand that employers um, through our own experiences you know there is high expectations around reliability um, have resilience um, you know a, a punctuality 
teamwork, um, being adaptable, and, and, and being able to say with confidence these things are so important and, um, and, and just as important as their technical skills. And I understand, just taking you right back to the time when you were at Morton Moral College, that your organisational skills helped you set an unusual record there. Could you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, I, I think uh, what you're touching on is uh, I was became the student uh, chairman there and led led the student association. So, um, I, in fact, I did it twice, which was the I think the only time that's ever happened within my four year degree. I did that for two years, um, and then not only doing it twice, but in each occasion delivered the the most record number of events that the student association had ever put on. So, the students had great time. Uh, and, and we had dozens and dozens of, of social events of all different types and uh, it, I suppose it's that embodiment of work hard, play hard and we, we made sure that um, they were great years. Certainly left your mark on the college anyway. Oh yes, yeah, I think there's, there's all sorts of uh, pictures and things of, of the things we got up to still there to this day and uh, still bump into people who you know, remember when we did this or did that and uh, they were great days, and, I, and again, that, that I, I has definitely impacted on my approach um, in this role because I, w- I want students to have that, that side of their experience as well, and it, it certainly attracted me to Reese Heath that this was still very buoyant in, in Reese Heath and, ha- and have those memories for life, you know, leaving to, to go into work and develop their careers, but always be able to look back and go, wow, we had, you know, wonderful time, my time at college and university was was just fantastic. Uh, Marcus, you've you've brought considerable experience to your position as principal at Reeseed College. So tell us about the job and your role in ensuring it keeps pace with the wants and needs of seven and a half thousand students. That's a lot of students. Yeah, it is a complex job, as you've you've alluded. I mean, it's called further education, but it really doesn't do it justice. I mean, within that, we we have about uh, about 800 higher education students with our university centre, 1,500-odd apprentices, um, all the employers that we we deal with in that respect. We have hundreds of adults um, accessing a whole plethora of different programmes and and, and training opportunities. And then we have our core... Um, about 2,000, just over 2,000 now, 16 to 18 um, FE students, as well as countless short courses, um, events for employers and the public. Um, you know, we, we run a zoo, we run an equestrian centre, we run a farm, we run a daily transport operation approaching um, 2,000 students. We run a residential provision for 1,000, almost like, you know, 1,000 bed hotel if you like so it's immensely complex and um, a real scale to it and uh, as you say my role is to oversee all that um, and work with the exec team and the the wider college management team to ensure that all all the various college departments and teams are working effectively and ultimately um, and what really you know will define the college is that these students are getting the very very best of experiences and, and high quality runs throughout everything that we do and another big part and it finally is just working with the college governors and the board to set and monitor the strategic direction of the college so that's another part of the fabric and ensures that we're setting a sail in the right direction. Do you get any feedback from students regarding the quality and the content of the yes. courses? 
Absolutely, it's really, really important that that, that happens, and uh, that, that happens. There's a number of mechanisms that that uh, ensure that happens. You know, with, with in-year surveys, and we have um, forums, and we have that learner reps from each course can attend. Uh, we we're constantly doing um, observation of teaching and and, and uh, getting out there and seeing what's happening firsthand. So yeah, it's absolutely vital that in a whole number of different ways we're getting that feedback which I'm pleased to say is uh, always very very positive but but you know where, where there are things and lessons to be learned then we jump on those quickly and for, but an important thing is we know we know we get to know and we can act we can act quickly it must make students feel very much a part of the whole college knowing that that you're listening as head of the college to what they're saying yes I think it's it's absolutely vital and I mean another one is that we have a I have a lunch with the student association every every month and we sit down and we again can just talk to students and uh, see how they are and, and and try and take that temperature check um, and um, yeah it's absolutely vital we, we, we listen and we respond and uh, students know that uh, and another one actually um, is that we had our first ever student conference last year which was which is great and and gave them an opportunity to ask questions of senior management and and in fact board members and um, we had a whole set of workshops during the day so at the heart of reseat and any successful college would would be um that that student voice absolutely this is a podcast from the cat you're listening to business brunch and today we're talking to marcus clinton the principal from reseat college you're responsible for a thirty-four million pound budget, Marcus. So it's important that you continue to maintain standards uh, and attract students. So give us an insight into college governance and how you compete for students within the area. Yes, I think sometimes when you say that figure, you, you sort of take a gulp because it is it is very sizable, and you get so engrossed in the day-to-day work but it is a sizable operation and um, so so as you say very important we we have a great board who uh, of governors who have a fantastic range of expertise and experience and uh, they're there they're crucial to provide that support um, and uh, and also the challenge you know and and the the right blend of both to ensure we all want the same thing and we all need to have those checks and balances to make sure the college um, is, is utilising the, the, that, that experience and we're setting the right strategic direction um, and all the major risks of the college are, are mitigated. And, and uh, that point around the, the, uh, making the college attractive to students, I think that, that what we need to make sure is that the offer, and this is where the board can help advise, is, is the right offer. It's an attractive offer, it's credible, but it, it really has that clear line of sight to jobs and careers, um, which I think is ever more important. People want to know that there's an end outcome, um, and and, um, and then we back that up with the excellent facilities that the college has, and our superb staff, who you know really are experts in their field, and, and they just they offer such fantastic levels of support, which the college is well known about, well known for, and the students are always. Um, positive about so I think um, my philosophy has always been if you can get these components right the rest almost takes care of itself Um, and as as we touched on earlier it's never been more important to ensure that our courses prepare students for the world of work and 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 that those those transferable employability skills and I think if people and students see that and prospect and parents see that um, then that gives them that uh, element of assurance and think yes 
you know that's somewhere we want to go because we can see that we can see the pathway we can see the journey that that will lead to certainly having business people on the board of governors will give you an instant view on what a student needs to get a job in those industries Absolutely. I mean, it's so important that, that we don't lose that line of sight to uh, what's happening in the wider world, what employers um, uh, demand, and, and utilise that expertise. And that, that we're well plugged into local networks like the, the Local Enterprise Council and uh, Partnership, sorry, and all the labour market intelligence that we can um, get our hands on to make sure that offer is current and what employers need. So that leads neatly onto the next question, which is the fact that Rees Heath uses mentors from industry to help in developing course content. So could you tell us uh, how you work with local and national employers and give us some examples of, of how they help you to structure the courses at Rees Heath? Yeah, it, it is important, as, as you say, and we've touched on it. And I think the... Um, the college has had a, a really proud history of working innovatively with employers and making sure employers are, are, are feeding in. And we do that in a number of ways. So there is the industry mentor program, which I think is, is just fantastic, and that we have employers that are specialists and they're connected to each of our uh, specialist areas. So they provide that ongoing test and challenge and feeding in. Um, we have our business hub. And so we have a bespoke team and specialist staff who are, that's their, their whole remit is to go out and engage with employers, um, find out what their needs are, what we need to be doing as a, as a college to, to, to meet them and, and that whole um, employer engagement and that we understand the wider world. That we, um, as you touched on, we work with employers not just locally but nationally and, and um, you know, we, we have really some national leading provision um, but students come to us from all over the country um, in some of our uh, areas like food production, um, agricultural engineering, you know, agricultural technology, um, which is again backed up by those sector leading resources. And just recently we've been doing further work to strengthen that whole uh, business hub that we have to make it even easier for employers to access the college uh, and benefit from the wide range of services we can offer not just apprenticeships which are obviously a major spine of that but a whole range of professional training um, short courses business support um, specialist project support you know the list goes on um, and um, you know if we weren't I think years ago perhaps it might have been a, a, a sense that um, colleges weren't um, as close to employers and, and maybe living in a, bit, a little bit of a bubble but that's years ago and the world's significantly changed uh, and, and I think you know the sector's much stronger at being closer to employers and Reese Heath is you know I'd say very very strong in that. So it's fascinating to hear about the detail that goes into ensuring that the courses meet student needs so stay tuned. This is a podcast from the CAT. Today we're talking to Marcus Clinton, Principal from Reese Heath College in Nantwich. Marcus, no matter how well you prepare for an Ofsted inspection, it's always a stressful time. Uh, I'm certain of that. The college was awarded good in 2019, so share with us uh, what the inspection involved and what the good award means to you and the team at uh, Reese Heath. Yeah, as you say, we had a very strong report um, in December just gone. Um, 
you know, if it, when, you, when you read it, it reads really, really well. Um, and, and it, ver it was very, very close to outstanding. Um, our, you know, our care standards um, is, is outstanding, and this was our main teaching and learning report. So we're really, really pleased. Um, Ofsted have recently changed their inspection framework. So we were one of the early colleges to be inspected in this new way. Um, and I think what makes the report even more pleasing is that there was so much renewed focus on the student voice in the new inspection framework. They're really getting down to uh, sort of deep dive into the, 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 the frontline delivery and really understanding how it is for students. Um, and I think one of the other features is that in the new framework, there's really big focus on challenge and ensuring that we have an aspirational culture, uh, challenging everybody to try and do their best and almost exceed their expectations and achieve the best possible. So the inspectors are really keen to sort of uh, look for that and, uh, and just be assured that students coming into the college make progress. They acquire learning. They develop um, knowledge and skills that are deeply embedded and will help them with their future careers. And I, I really welcome that. I think the changes to the inspection framework have been broadly welcomed and um, are really sort of focusing on those key areas, which is what we, you know, we'd all want students to develop that lifelong knowledge and skills. And also within the uh, inspection, um, much focus on uh, areas like safeguarding um, is, is, is remains very, very important. Um, health and safety um, is robust um, and we have a strong culture of that and finally that um, the other, other big area would be engagement and as we've just been talking about was the linkage with employers so the inspectorate keen to see that that's there that the um, that we understand that what we employers need and that our courses reflect that as, as we as we discussed earlier well, I, w I was just thinking in simplistic terms, it's a, it's a bit of a SWOT exercise, isn't it? They'd be looking for strengths and weaknesses and then opportunities and threats. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I think, I think you, have to sort of, you have to embrace the whole thing positively and, and welcome it. And ideally, that you'd, you'd be in a position where they could come, well, they can come any time, but you know, you'd, you'd be welcome, you'd be ready for them uh, to come any time and, and embrace it and say, look, this is an opportunity to really show you what we, what we do. We want you to see it. And, and also um, be interested in the areas that they think, well, that, you know, we, we can see from being a national inspectorate that there's one or two things that you might want to consider doing differently or, or improve on, that's great because they're informing your development and that's a really positive uh, part of it, definitely. Good. And it's nice to hear that it is more of a positive experience. Yes, I, I think, you know, as you, as you said at the introduction, or you'd be, you know, people get a bit stressed about Ofsted and I, th I think they're mindful of that. It's, it's hard to sort of negate that totally, but... Um, as, as it develops and this new framework develops, I, I think it, that's, that's improving. Although, I'd, you know, I'd be a bit rose-tinted to say that that had gone totally, but it's certainly improved. So the, uh, the coronavirus has forced considerable change on Reese Heath College. Um, and so share with us how you've adapted to these changes and uh, more particularly how you've helped public services. Yes, well... <laughs> What do you say here? It's, it's just been an incredible several months, uh, Des. I mean, it, it, it's just uh, mind-blowing, really, what, what we've had to do in, in next to no time. I, I think we sort of have a wry smile 
um, uh, when we say it's, it's probably fair to say we've, we've fast-forwarded our digital strategy by about five years just in two weeks that, that huge transition that we had to make in uh, shifting our face-to-face -face delivery into online delivery and, and not just the teaching element but the, the working from home aspect as well so that all the college functions um, all the professional services and support functions could continue at home as well so and you're talking you know seven eight hundred staff here and 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 nine on eight thousand students so a huge huge piece of work um and that the creativity and innovation and and just passion and effort that's gone into that from staff and and students has been immense and uh yeah, we're very very uh proud of all that work that's that's gone on and um we can see that uh, as we continue to, to uh, test and make sure that things are as they should be, that the student engagement has been good and crucially learning has continued. And there'll be some really interesting lessons that we uh, can learn from this. And, and you know, while the whole thing is so difficult and um, you know, we've got to take hold of the positives that come out of it and use those as we go forward so we don't lose them and just that last point you made around um, the, the public good and, and supporting the general community effort and it's been brilliant that we've been able to use some of our accommodation where the students have gone home to support emergency service personnel locally into our into our halls and help in that way and we've also had um, staff in our in our construction area um, have been making um, endless clips to make the face masks and PPE more comfortable um, uh, particularly within the, within the NHS so you know there's, there's a whole range of stuff that we've done and, and like uh, many other colleges we, you know, we've donated equipment um, we've cleared out all our food um, provision to the food banks and provided uh, PPE items and, and wherever we can we've tried to do our bit. Have you been in touch with other colleges across the country or in the locality yeah. that, and shared best practice in, in the circumstances? Yes, and I think, and that's been really important that we we do that, um, and uh, we we keep in touch locally. So all the, all the principals within the Cheshire and Warrington uh, area, we 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 have regular dialogue, and I, I work um, closely with them. And uh, Reese Heath is well plugged into what's called the Landex network, which which exists to support specialist land-based colleges like Reese Heath, and they're obviously a national. Uh, network. So again, it, it, it's, an, it's so important that, um, and reassuring that we can tap into these um, networks and, and learn from the best practice, but also just get that reassurance that we're, we're doing the right things and uh, we're not missing anything and have confidence in, in what we do. And then on top of all that, we have the Association of Colleges who um, front up um, the, whole, the whole sector really and have that ongoing liaison with with government and um, the DfE and so there's, so there's basically there's, there's a, a several ways in which we, we do that and I, I agree it's uh, hugely important. Today we're talking to Marcus Clinton, Principal of Reese Heath College. Marcus, uh, much, much like a business, the college must plan for the future. So tell us how you see the next few years unfolding. I, I think there's, I mean, if there's... It's, not, it's an old saying, but if, if there's one thing that's uh, constant, it's change. 
and well, the sector's been hugely used to um, changing and evolving. But but you know, but crumbs. It's never it's never been on a bigger scale or more wide ranging than it has been in the in the in the last recent years, and certainly going forward, um, there's a real pleasingly. Um, a, re- a much bigger recognition of the need for and the value of the, of the specialist and technical skills that we offer, because they, they are they are you know direct routes into 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 jobs, and they are the skills that employers really need and will really help the national effort to drive productivity. So, it, around that space, um, you, you know you might well, well have heard of the initiatives that the government have been bringing in around the new T levels. So that's a welcome extra support to further develop those qualifications. Um, they'll be um, given more funding and more time to, to be able to really invest in that skill development, um, those specialist technical skills that we want our students to have. So that's a big thing on the horizon that we're doing a lot of work for. Um, and we'll just keep improving the qualifications that we have, which are already fantastic. Um, we will remove remove our remaining apprenticeships. So there's been a big, uh, lots of change in that area as well to the new standards, um, which again are very very co-designed with employers and would be seen as uh, uh, probably more robust and, and more investment in those in those qualifications uh, to take the apprenticeship forwards. And most of ours are now switched on to the new standards. Um, so that's a big piece of work, and we've got to refresh. Uh, higher education offer. So all, all of them have got to be, as we said earlier on, uh, have clear line of sight to um, the world of work and employers and, and jobs and careers. So it's on that constant process of, of aligning them, developing the content um, across those main provision types, and that is helped also by some of the government uh, initiatives I've touched on. And, and we'll certainly uh, another another point to make probably here is the adult offer. So we we, we can understand that post-COVID situation there'll be the need for some adult uh, reskilling as people might want to switch sectors, and that that's where FE has a major role to play, and certainly Reese Heath, because um, a lot of the sectors that we work in they they really ha- do have labour demand as as, as um, real skills that they need, and they need that pipeline of talent to be coming through. So it's really important that we increase. Uh, adult offer, and that'll be another big piece of work. Um, and uh, you know, our sectors generally are, are such wonderful places that we work in. The great environment uh, across land-based is obviously very outdoors, and uh, much far more technology in there nowadays, and more more innovation, and uh, some really exciting uh, jobs and careers. So. Just to answer your question very succinctly would be that all that work is is what we're going to be doing in the next uh, few years. And will you be using any of your newfound IT skills as a result of coronavirus? Oh, no question. I think, you know, the whole digital um, strategy, um, online learning, but just, you know, not not just online, but in in the way that we deliver qualifications and the the way that, that staff work. Um, I talked about those transferable skills earlier on, and every, everybody's got to become more digital, digitally skilled, and, and be able to think and work that way. And that's so crucial. We instil that into our staff um, and students. So yes, I agree that will that will be a major uh, feature going forwards. 
So uh, somehow, Marcus, amidst all the pressures of running large educational institutions, maintaining a family uh, and a huge group of pets, uh, which is akin to a small zoo, I understand, you managed to find time to write a book based on your love of horses. So tell us about the book and your subsequent visit to Buckingham Palace. Yes, I I won't list all the pets because we'd be here all day, but they seem to have accrued a a number along the way. Um, I was asked to uh, write a textbook on horse business management. Um, And, uh, you know, it was a really good project because it enabled me to... All that experience that we touched on at the start, I could really um, get into that book and approach to doing things and how, how, you know, a good way to uh, run a business. Um, so I really, I really enjoyed that that project and uh, getting a chance to put down all that I've learned and, and, and my approach to things. And uh, it's generally used as a, a textbook um, for equestrian students. But I've come across some businesses that have uh, got a, a copy dusting away somewhere on a shelf. Um, but that was a good project. And um, currently in the early stages of mapping out all my life experiences and stories from um, my time in FE and before that, which I I think readers might find uh, amusing, hopefully, and interesting. And then the, uh, you touched on the the Buckingham Palace, and uh, I was, it's just fantastic to be invited to the garden party, a garden party at Buckingham Palace, um, which came about as a result of my work as the chairman of the British Horse Society for Staffordshire. Uh, committee where we again we organised lots of events, uh, really pitched at grassroots riders and horse owners and supporting them into um, have a go at things and just learn more about their horses and what they could do with them um, and how to be safe etc etc. So it was a real privilege to uh, attend the garden party with my wife Katie and um, it was just a great day. Uh, a, a real eye-opener as we strolled across the courtyard with all the crowds looking through the gates and got to go through into the garden and uh, look around the gardens and have a have a, a delicate uh, sandwich, from I recall, and seeing the Queen, obviously. So it was a fantastic experience. So uh, wonderful memories, and you're now on an elite list of people that have attended these uh, garden parties. I guess so. I'm not so sure about the elite bit, but it was it was just uh, it was just it was a great experience, and uh, you know it's, it's nice, I suppose, when uh, and you see people all over the country and who've done things, and they just get a bit of uh, thank you or recognition. So we were very grateful for that, and it was it certainly was a great experience. Uh, Marcus, before we finish, tell our listeners uh, where they can find out more information about Reese Heath College. Yes, well, I, think, I suppose the easiest thing to do would be to visit the website um, and uh, on, on there, if you just Google Reseath College and the main website will, will come up and uh, you've got access there to all our course information and all, all our publications are available in an online format so you can see all the prospectuses. You can There's an, all sorts of um, tours and films and, and, and digital stuff about the college and... Uh, I suppose the key point is the new, for those who are looking to come to the college in uh, this September, um, there's a, a whole section devoted to that, our sort of new start um, hub, where there's a whole wealth of information and all the, all the different areas of added content uh, as part of that transition to the college. And uh, for anybody who's looking to come to the college in September, 
uh, I advise you to, to go and visit the website and we, we very much look forward to seeing you in the autumn. Marcus, it's been a real privilege having you on the show. Thank you very much for coming into the cab. No problem, Des. Uh, enjoyed it and thanks for all that you do and, and keeping everybody informed. Uh, it's fantastic work. Thank you. Go to listen.thisisthecat.com for more podcasts and more ways to listen.